listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 
1-800-242-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily Icast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Brought to you Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, uh, we appreciate you joining us for the broadcast. Hope you'll get to stick around for the entirety of it. And we do have some announcements we need to make, so we're going to just jump right in and get those taken care of. If you want to be in the CAC Christmas program this year, the sign-up sheet is on the back podium at CAC. Be sure to sign up now. Also, Saturday, October the 21st, and Sunday, October the 22nd, we're going to be having our Harvest Time Crusade. That's right. We're going to be having Harvest Time, uh, I'm sorry, homecoming services. Homecoming services, Saturday, October 21st, 7 p.m., Sunday, October 22nd, 11 a.m., Brother George Scott. So, yeah, we're excited about having Brother Scott back with us this year. Also, we will be having CAC Trunk or Treat. That'll be coming up Tuesday, October the 31st, and that's 6 to 8 p.m., and that is not a celebration of Halloween. We're giving our kids an alternative to just come out and have a night of fun and games and kind of witness to our community. So, uh we try to uh, present a biblical theme, and uh, we just have a good time on that night. Also, Harvest Time Crusade is coming up, and uh, of course, that's going to be Friday, November the 17th, and that's going to be uh, at 7 p.m. Brother Buddy Puckett's going to be with us. And then Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And then Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Moppin is going to be with us. So we're excited about CAC Harvest Time Crusade this year. Also, our 10th anniversary service right here at CAC Daily. We're going to have an online celebration. That'll be Tuesday, December the 5th. We started broadcasting Monday through Friday back in December, December the 5th of 20. 13. So, yeah, we're going to be celebrating that. And then our Christmas program coming up December the 10th at 6 p.m. And to finish up the year, CAC New Year's Eve celebration. That'll be Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. past midnight. So uh, be sure to join us for any and all of those events. Of course, uh, I will let those scroll through. Uh, right there, while I began to mention our uh, our upcoming prayer requests, and uh, we want to uh, remember, uh, I will mention the last ten of our prayer requests. Let's remember Sister Debbie Ratliff's mom, Brother Ray Sawyer's, Pete Sensell's, Stephanie Sensell, Selena Bryant, Stacy Dotson, Leo Lander, Sister Tito Ratliff, Mark Smith, and Angie Smith. And uh, we want to remember all of these that uh, you see scrolling now on your screen. Let's remember all of those. And uh, we just want to go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. 
Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today on this platform to fellowship with your people from across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we are gathered together, that we will give you honor in everything we say and do. I pray also that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one that is sick and afflicted, that you would just reach down and give them healing and deliverance and provision, whatever they have need of. And, Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every one on our prayer request list. Lord, that you would just reach down and touch each and every one in their homes, the hospital, nursing home, wherever they may be this hour. And, Lord, we love you. We give you praise. And it's all in your mighty name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to jump right in. We're reading our way through the Old Testament, and once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to jump back and loop back through the New Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you have read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. And before we jump into that, uh, we'd just like to recap this past weekend. Uh, We had a powerful set of services at CAC, Sunday School and Sunday Day Service, and then we had a powerful service at Pikeville. We had some people who were out and, uh, and wasn't able to be there yesterday, but, uh, we, we appreciate all that came out to be in the house of the Lord. And, uh, of course, we're always looking for, uh, folks who are looking for a home church and you don't have a home church, come on out to either CAC or PAC. We're located at 4754 Raccoon Road in Pikeville and located at 25 Beach Creek in Phelps. So if you don't have a home church, come on out and let Cornerstone Apostolic Church or Pipeful Apostolic Church be your home church. Well, let's read our way through the Old Testament. Here we are in 2 Samuel chapter 20. 2 Samuel chapter 20. And there happened to be there a man of Belial, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel! So every man of Israel went up from after David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah clave unto their king, from Jordan even to Jerusalem. And David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in ward, and fed them, but went not in unto them. So they were shut up unto the day of their death, living in widowhood. Then said the king to Amasa, Assemble me the men of Judah within three days, and be thou here present. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the set time which he had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now shall Sheba the son of Bichri do us more harm than did Absalom. Take thou thy lord's servants, and pursue after him, lest he get him fenced cities, and escape us. And there went out after him Joab's men, and the Kerathites, and the Pelathites, and all the mighty men. And they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba the son of Bichri. When they were at the great stone which is in Gibeon, Amasa went before them. And Joab's garment that he had put on was girded unto him, and upon it a girdle with a sword fastened upon his loins in the sheath thereof. And as he went forth it fell out. And Joab said to Amasa, Art thou in health, my brother? 
and Joab took Amasa by the beard with the right hand to kiss him. But Amasa took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he smote him therewith in the fifth rib, and shed out his bowels to the ground, and struck him not again, and he died. So Joab and Abishai his brother pursued after Sheba the son of Bichri. And one of Joab's men stood by him and said, He that favoreth Joab, and he that is for David, let him go after Joab! And Amasa wallowed in blood in the midst of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he removed Amasa out of the highway into the field and cast a cloth upon him, when he saw that everyone that came by him stood still. When he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba the son of Bichri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel, and to Bethmaacah, and all the Berites. And they were gathered together, and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel of Bethmaacah, and they cast up a bank against the city, and it stood in the trench. And all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say I pray you unto Joab, Come near hither that I may speak with thee. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Art thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Then she spake, saying, They were wont to speak in old times, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel? Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so. But a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba the son of Bichri by name, hath lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Bichri, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Now Joab was over all the host of Israel, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Kerethites and over the Pelethites. And Adoram was over the tribute, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder. And Sheva was scribe, and Zadok and Abiathar were the priests. And Ira also the Jairite was a chief ruler about David. 2 Samuel chapter 21 Looking outside my window pane It is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 63 degrees 
it's supposed to be kind of uh, partly sunny and beautiful, but right now we don't have anything outside but maybe clouds and uh, maybe fog. But, uh, boy, the trees are turning quickly here in East Kentucky. And so I'd say fall is uh, upon us, of course, but I believe our leaves are going to be changing pretty quickly. Well, today's going to be a high of 72, and looks like that it's going to be a low of 56 tonight. Tomorrow's going to be a little bit warmer, but uh, could have a shower in the area. It's going to be a high of around 80. And then on Wednesday, looks like it's going to be some sun, then turning cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. So that's what's going to happen today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. So, yeah, kind of a cool day today. And uh, my arthritis does not like cool weather. But uh, that's just a... That's just a product of growing old, right? That's just all how it is. And uh, so we're glad that you joined us today. we got some great stuff getting ready to come up and come your way. And uh, we've got our 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. We also have our Commonwealth Minute coming up from Commonwealth Policy Center. And we also have our trivia question coming up. So we're looking forward to having all of that happen right here in just a little bit. And so uh, let's see what we can jump into right now. Let's just jump into our 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, of course you got a minute. Well, then you've got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Job 38 and 1 says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Well, you know, Job was going through his own whirlwind, a time like he had never seen before. He was faced with loss, disease, and bad advice. But because he retained his integrity, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. The Lord gave the answer that Job needed to hear. When you find yourself in a whirlwind of trouble, loss, heartache, and bad advice, listen for the Lord to give you the answer you need to hear. And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. Just a little bit of information. Get you started this morning with the word of the Lord and a little thought-provoking, you know, things that we want to look at. But uh, we certainly appreciate uh, those uh, moments of 60 seconds with the pastor. And, of course, we got coming up in just a little bit, we got our trivia question of the day. It's a kind of a, if you look outside right now, my window pane, it looks dreary, but uh, it's supposed to be sunny today and beautiful. So I'm still waiting on the sunny and I'm waiting on the beautiful. Somebody said, well, y'all live between two mountains. So uh, sun don't shine till about 12 or one and then goes down about three. 
I laugh at them. They always make fun of us here in East Kentucky like we're so far back in the sticks we have to pipe uh, sunshine. I've never seen a sunshine pipe laid anywhere in East Kentucky. I don't know, maybe you have, but I haven't. <laughs> I've never seen, uh, you know, the sun not rise and have early morning sunshine in East Kentucky, unless it's cloudy. And then, uh, so, yeah, all these people like to make fun. I mean, how would people feel if we looked at people and said, oh, your your land is so flat that uh, you're afraid to venture out of your little town, afraid you're going to fall off the edge of the earth? <laughs> or your city's got so many buildings, you don't even know if it's daylight or dark out. Uh, it's amazing what people do. And then, then when they drive in, they say, Ooh, I didn't ever think I was going to get here. I've been a lot of places. I didn't ever think I was going to get there, but, uh, it had nothing to do with curvy roads or anything like that. It just has to do with mileage turns, you know, and all those things. But anyway, I'm not here to complain. I'm just explaining People like to put us East Kentucky down. This is the best place to live in the whole wide world. So, yeah, we'll stay right here. Ooh. Well, while you say let's have our uh, our uh, trivia question, it's time to get a little bit of more information coming our way. Here we go. Time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to Mountaintop Media. Well, today's trivia question. According to Proverbs 22, what is rather to be chosen than great riches? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of... Friday's trivia question. What is the first visible visible miracle recorded in the book of Acts? And out of those that participated, it looks like 
100% of you got it correct. And the correct answer was tongues of fire appearing over each of the disciples in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 3. So 100% of you got that correct. You can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And uh, Second Samuel chapter 21. Hope that you will stick around. Then there was a famine in the days of continue David. Continue to, uh, I don't know why that decided it wanted to come on, but it was uh, decided it wanted to read scripture all by itself. <laughs> Technology, you got to love it. It's good when it's working, but when it messes up or un something unexpected happens you, know, you have to kind of figure out what's going on but um getting back to where we were um it's time for us to do this right here it's called 60 seconds and uh it is uh not 60 seconds but it's the commonwealth minute there you go Inflammatory rape victim ad targets Cameron. Here we go. This is the Commonwealth Minute. Looks like that uh, Commonwealth Minute is not going to uh, start on time like it should. So we'll just uh, pass that up just for a moment, and uh, I'll refresh all of that, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, we can get uh, that lined out and get the Commonwealth Minute to you. Well, it is 1026 in the a.m. on this 25th day of September. This month is about gone. October's just around the corner. My oldest granddaughter's going to celebrate a birthday tomorrow, going to be 23. Yeah, she's getting old. <laughs> oh, to be 23 again. You know, when we look around and we get old and we say, you know, when we thought we was 23, 25, 30, we thought life was just over with, that we so old that it's just, uh, it was over with. But it's not over with. It's not over till the Lord says it's over, right? It's not over until the Lord says it's over. But uh, anyway, uh, we're glad that you joined us today. And let's just see if we can't jump right in here. And uh, I was trying my best to get that commonwealth minute to come up but it's just simply not wanting to cooperate and uh, i may have to try a different uh a different uh i don't know what do you call them browsers yeah browsers i've been away from computers and stuff so long i've just about forgot the lingo of everything so uh yeah but uh, maybe we can try a different browser here in a minute and get the Commonwealth Minute up for you. But um, it is uh, 63 degrees outside and going to be a high of 72 today. And looking at our current radar conditions, I'll throw this up on the screen for you so you can see that uh, we don't have anything happening right here 
in our little portion of East Kentucky, uh, you can see a little bit of activity that is down here uh, to our south and and uh, east or west, I should say. And then we got this activity going on up here around Frankfurt and and uh, Moorhead and that area, but uh, nothing going on right here in the immediate area, and we're not supposed to have today. So we'll see how all that plays out. Sometimes you're not supposed to have any rain, and then all of a sudden it starts clouding up. The other day we wasn't supposed to have any rain, and uh, there was dark clouds started rolling in. Never did rain, but uh, the dark clouds were there. But uh, that's what our weather looks like here in East Kentucky. It is time, almost time, for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame because sometimes people don't get to watch it live. They have to go back and watch on the archives. So uh, if um, that is you, then that's why we take our little break is so that we can clear up the lag and uh, get those recorded for other people. Well, let's see if we can't take that little break, and uh, we don't want you to touch at any key. In fact, we don't want you to go anywhere because we'll be right back in just a little bit. To a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports 
to CACDaily at CACphelps.org or CACDaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, as we bring you another uh, lesson today. We're glad that you've joined us today and hope that you uh, will get out your notepad and your pen and your concordance and Bible and just study along with us even more so than what we cover right here because we're in the book of Revelation. And of course, there's a lot to cover and a lot to study. And uh, we're just going to try our best to hit the high points that we can. And uh, then uh, you can take that and study even beyond. But we want to pick up where we left off. And this would have been Friday. And I want to uh, look at verse number one. We're studying about the church of Sardis. And uh, it just begins to say that, uh, and I want to uh, kind of uh, get everything lined out here just for a moment. I had this happen uh, Friday. We started uh, studying, and I didn't have all the scriptures up, but I want to make sure that I get all the scriptures up uh, today. So uh, we'll try our best to get that taken care of. And here we go with verse number one. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, we want to go to the Lord in prayer as we uh, kind of cap off our study on Sardis. We started Friday on this study, and now we're going to finish Sardis and maybe jump into our next uh, church that we're going to look at. But until then, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we can all understand what we read and be able to uh, teach others. And that's what we need to understand. Not only is this book of Revelation a revelation of things to come, it's mostly the revelation of Jesus Christ, who Jesus is. So that's why we want to uh, look at that. And um, so let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study today, and this is going to be lesson number 1085 of our study through the Word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study your Word. I pray that you would help us, Lord, that we would rightly divide the Word of Truth, expound it fully, and that we would be able to give the full exposition of your Word so that 
we may all leave this broadcast with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, the Lord commended them for their works, although their works were not perfect. And uh, again, I can uh, reiterate of some things that I've said in the past. Uh, there are uh, uh, things that we can see in each church that we see in churches today. In uh, maybe the church you attend, maybe it's the church around you, uh, but we see some of the same things uh, going on, and that's that tells us that yes, we are living in the last days. So the Lord commended them for their works, although they weren't per, uh, they weren't perfect. Uh, they had a lot of imperfections. Uh, this is the shortest uh, commendation given to uh, the church, and uh, it actually became a condemnation because of uh, it being the shortest, uh, I guess, response uh, to what they were doing right. Um, it would seem that the Lord was pleased with this church in the early stages, but was displeased with what followed. It was not enough to start well, but how many knows you have to end well? Uh, you have to run this race, which means you have to start it, but you also have to finish your course, which means you have to end it. You have to go all the way to the end. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So what was the condemnation? Well, uh, first of all, they had a name. Sardis had a name that they were alive or living, uh, but actually they were dead. And uh, that might be a little um, uh, thought-provoking uh, that you say, well, how can they be living but um, are dead? Um, you know, when people are living in sin, they're dead in trespasses and sin. They're not really living. They're existing. They're alive in the natural, but spiritually they're dead. And so this church, Sardis, had a name that they were living, but they were actually dead. Their works were not perfect or complete. And when, remember, when we say perfect, uh, we're not talking about without flaws. We're talking about complete. Uh, they had much uh, ritual and ceremony, but no true life. They, they, this could be a church that you could look at and say, oh, they have church every Sunday, but they're still dead. You, you could look at this church and say, oh, they're a church that, uh, you know, schedules revival services, but they're still dead. This is a church that uh, prays, but they're still dead. And that's what Sardis was. Uh, Sardis was a church that, that uh, you know, appeared to be alive, but actually they were dead. And so... Just because a church has service every Sunday doesn't mean it's alive and well. Just because a church uh, has revival services doesn't mean it's alive and well. And that's why Sardis had a problem. They, they appeared to be alive. They appeared to be living, but they were dead. Now, here's the admonition. Uh, the church of Sardis was admonished to do five things, and I want to mention these. Number one, be watchful. 
This refers to our Lord's return. Uh, you see, we need to uh, be watchful of uh, the times and the returning of the Lord. If, if you're not looking for the Lord to come, you need to start looking every day, every day. Somebody might look at you and say, well, what are you looking for? And you say, I'm looking for the Lord to return every day, every day. And so we got to be watchful. And also, uh, the second thing was strengthen the things which remain. This was an exhortation to strengthen everything, uh, you know, that uh, a faith of uh, uh, the authority of the Word of God, uh, you know, uh, what you have in the Lord and people that were holding on to truth, strengthen that which remains. It would be like someone telling you today to help strengthen someone who's weak in the church. Encourage them, uh, you know, uh, go to them and try to talk to them and, and tell them how good God's been to them. And, and if you can do that, then you can strengthen the things that remain. Because if we're not careful, discouragement breeds discouragement, which means if one person gets discouraged in the church, it's easy for that to flood through the church. It's like a contagion. It will go from person to person. You can find somebody who's overwhelmed, and if you don't address that, uh, the next thing you know, that person infects someone else, and that person infects someone else, and then pretty soon the whole congregation is infected and everybody feels overwhelmed. And that's, that's why we have to strengthen what remains. Make sure that, that those who are, uh, you know, living for the Lord, that we continue to encourage them. We, we continue to uh, encourage them. You see somebody in the church that's starting to get weak or starting to miss a lot of church, encourage them. You don't have to uh, say, well, that's the pastor's job or that's uh, you know some other person's job. No, that's all of our job as the church, as the people of God. We are to encourage one another. So, with that said, one of the things, the admonition was strengthen the things which remain. And then the next thing was remember, therefore, how uh, thou hast received. Um, you know, uh, revive the knowledge received from the word of God. Uh, implement the word again. Uh, I said this Sunday, and, and I've said this in, in different uh, conversations that it seems as if we're drifting away from uh, the Word of God. We, we've got programs. We've got uh, all sorts of other gatherings. We've got uh, ideas. We've got, uh, you know, services going on and special services coming up and all these things. But you know what? If we're not careful, we won't be having church because we'll forget the most important part is the word of God. And there was a person one time said, oh, well, you know, uh, the choir, we got to be on our toes because we're the most important part of the service. I beg your pardon. The singing is not the most important part of the service. The word is the most important part of the service. Now, singing's important because singing ushers us into the presence of the Lord but it never takes the place of the word. So looking at this, 
Um, you know, we got to remember what we received, what made us strong, what made us uh, who we are. Um, how come we're still in church serving the Lord? How come we're still alive? How come we're still vibrant about the Word of God? It's because we received the Word of God. And I said this, and I just want to reiterate it again. Uh, I, I said sometimes, um, you know, we look in the Word of God, and when somebody uh, was about ready to um, um, help someone, uh, you know, get back in on the right path, I guess, and to get back in relationship with the Lord, they, if, if it was in Old Testament, they would open up the law, the Word of God, and they would just simply read it. In the Old Testament, they didn't yell it and tell it and, and you know, speak it and, and uh, you know, whisper it and all this. They just simply read it. And when people heard the reading of the word, it touched their heart. And they became broken because they realized they wasn't living right and they wasn't doing right. So with that said, I think sometimes we rely too much on theatrics of presenting and allegories and examples and types and shadows rather than just taking the Word of God and reading it to the people. When's the last time that someone read a scripture, maybe a preacher got up and he got ready to preach and he was reading the scripture and just from the reading of the Word, it touched you, it broke you, it, it, it began to move you. When's the last time that's happened? Or do you have to wait until the preacher gets excited? Or do you have to wait until somebody takes off running and shouting? You see, sometimes I think we forget what we have received is the Word of God. That should be enough to keep us strong. That should be enough to keep us as a servant of the Lord to continue uh, you know, serving Him all the days of our life. We shouldn't have to be entertained or participants in music or singing in order for us to stay in church. I asked a person this one time. They were uh, talking about backsliding, and and um, they were backslidden and actually had committed some sin. And uh, they were talking, and they said, well, you know, I, I don't know about my ministry and all of this. And I said, let me ask you something. Let's just cast aside all ministry, and let's just cast aside all works and teaching and everything. Just cast all that aside. Could you serve the Lord without preaching? Could you serve the Lord without participating in, in you know, whatever work you want to participate in. And I never will forget the answer. The answer that he looked at me and said was, I don't know. I don't know. You see, there there's some things that um, if we're not careful, we will find that uh, we will get into a place where we we become more about participating than we do about Loving Jesus, serving Jesus. You know, uh, sometimes people in music, uh, they it's more about as long as they're on an instrument, they're happy. 
But if they don't get to play their instrument, then they backslide. It happens. Uh, some people, if they don't get to teach a Sunday school class, they backslide. If they don't get to preach, they backslide. And then, of course, everybody always covers it up and says, well, you know, if you don't get to do what you're called to do, you'll, you'll soon just backslide. No. If you don't get to do what you're called to do and you know you're called to do it, first of all, you'll be faithful. Faithful. And then if you can't do it where you're at, you'll find a place where you can do it. So with that said, uh, you know, sometimes people are more about participating and involvement than they are about being recipients of the word. We should read the word and it should touch our hearts. When we read about sin, it should, it should stir us not to want to sin. When we read about the blessings of God, it should stir us and move us to want to be blessed of the Lord. Just the reading of the word, it should move us. Just the reading of the word. That's what happened in the Old Testament, the reading of the word. It, it moved the people. Sometimes it broke them into tears. And they realized we've been, we've been uh, sinning. We haven't been doing what we should be doing. And it wasn't because some preacher got up and pounded a desk and was, was yelling. It's simply because they were being read the word. That's how powerful the word is. You know how powerful a stony heart is? It's pretty powerful. Because a stony heart will not receive the word of the Lord. We have to have a heart of flesh. So with that, the, the uh, admonition, remember what you've received. Remember what you received that helps you to stay strong. How do you stay strong today? Do you stay strong because uh, you pray? Do you stay strong because you read your Bible or do you stay strong because, uh, oh, well, I've got, uh, you know, I go to church and we shout and we sing and, oh, we just have a good time. Nothing wrong with shouting and singing and having a good time, but what is it that you know keeps you serving the Lord? Whatever it is that keeps you serving the Lord, remember what you received. And that's what Sardis was instructed you got to remember what you've received and you need to revive the knowledge you need to revive what you've received from the word of the lord for others so others can be saved and then the next thing was to sardis hold fast hold fast um Hold fast means to hold on, to be secure, to be glued to. Basically, that's, that's the reference. It's to be glued to, tied to, bound to. So we're to hold fast. The exhortation is needed today when uh, worldliness is taken over in so many churches. Hold fast the word of God. Oh, but it's so popular. This church down here is growing in leaps and bounds, and, and they, they don't preach doctrine. They don't preach anything, you know, uh, strict or anything. They just, they just preach about love. Hold fast. You don't want to be a 
church like Sardis that's let go of the word and let go of things, you, you want to be watchful. You want to be strengthened. You want to remember what you've received and you want to hold fast. And then we have to repent. Everyone should be willing to repent. Repent means to say, I'm sorry. Repent means to ask forgiveness. We all should be able to repent. In verse 5, we have the statement that our names will not be blotted out if we overcome. Truly, I want to overcome, don't you? Amen. This proves, uh, you know, the fallacy uh, because, uh, you know, uh, your name won't be blotted out if you overcome. This proves the fallacy of the teaching of unconditional security of a believer or once saved, always saved. This blows that out of the water. This this uh, takes that and, and does away with it because there's no way, if you believe once saved, always saved, there's no way that then this verse would have impact. Why would your name be blotted out if your name can't be blotted out? It can be blotted out. We can be lost. Once you start serving the Lord, you can backslide. You can be lost. That's why all these churches are told to overcome, to repent, to do their first works over, to get back in line with the Word of God, to uh, not... Uh, allow what they've received to drift away, to strengthen what remains. Why? Because you can be lost. All these people that preach unconditional salvation, that once you have been saved, you're always saved, they're preaching false doctrine. You need to beware of people that's preaching false doctrine. And, and people that says once you're saved, once you repent, once you uh, start serving the Lord. And then there's these people that says, oh, well, you know, if you backslide, you never was really saved anyway. Because once saved, always saved. I like what uh, I think it might have been Jeff Arnold or one of the other brothers that years ago said. He said, I don't believe in once saved, always saved. But I believe in once you are saved, you should stay saved. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good illustration and understanding. You know, there's no such thing as once saved, always saved. That's a man-made doctrine, and it has deceived so many people. There was a preacher one time. He was an apostolic preacher. He was a preacher of truth for a while. Then he started getting off in these weird doctrines, and he got into once saved, always saved. And uh, one of his members went to him and said, wait a minute, you're preaching once saved, always saved. Does that mean that once I've repented of my sins, started serving the Lord, I could go out and commit adultery, steal, do anything I want to do, and still be saved? And that pastor looked at that person and said, Yes. Can you believe that? Oh, we need to be aware of false teaching. We need to be aware. That's why these churches in Revelation are being told, you know, you've got some good things happening, but you also let some bad things go on. You've got to get back 
on the right path. You got to get back on the old path. You got to get back to the way that you need to be to be saved. If it takes repenting, repent. If it takes turning around, turn around. If it takes cutting off some things, cut off those things. If it takes letting go of some people in your life, let go of those people. Why? Because of the simple fact, Sardis, I know you've had some good things, but you, you appear to be living, but you're really dead. There's some things you've got to do. Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain. Remember what you've received. Hold fast. Repent. And when you look at that, you understand that we can get on the right path even if things in our life has gone wrong. And I want to close with this because sometimes it's the personal things in our life, our personal relationship in our life, I should say, is what really sometimes gets us in a place where we can see ourselves. We can see ourselves in, in these churches. Why? Because churches are not buildings. Churches are not locations. Churches are people. So maybe you're doing some things right. Maybe you're lacking on some things. Maybe you're looking and you're not holding fast the things you've received. You've kind of just let things go. I used to be strong, Pastor, but I don't know. It just seems like now I'm compromising and letting thoughts run into my mind. It, can a person be saved if they live worldly? Can a person be saved if they let go of the true Word of God? Don't allow those things. Hold fast. Repent. Get back on track. Sardis was given the opportunity and today you're given the opportunity. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to study your word. I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, and we will all leave this broadcast with more knowledge. Help us to hold fast, to strengthen the things that remain, to understand that we're not perfect and we may have let down in areas of our life but help us, Lord, to get back on the right track so we can be pleasing unto you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. That will conclude our teaching session. And uh, I certainly appreciate all of you who have studied with us today. The Church of, of Sardis, I'm telling you, uh, it's a good study. They was a church that appeared to be living but was dead. So just because a church is a, a gathering doesn't mean they're alive. Just because church has revival doesn't mean they're alive. Just because a church prays and worships and has programs doesn't mean they're alive. Let's be aware that if we are really going to uh, be what uh, you know we need to be, to be alive in Jesus, then we're going to have to hold fast the things we've received, hold fast the word, 
follow the word, not compromise, not get into these strange doctrines of once saved, always saved, and uh, these strange doctrines of, uh, of living uh, any old way and, and the Lord will accept our sacrifice. He never did in the Old Testament. He never uh, uh, accepted sacrifices that were not holy and pure. You couldn't just bring any old sacrifice to the Lord. It had to be without spot and without blemish. So we today got to present ourselves what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. According to Proverbs, what is to be rather chosen than great riches. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, it is time for us to get out of here and get some stuff done. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Hope you'll tell your family, tell your friends. We hope to see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. once again for another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day on Bible study, 21st century style. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.